Everybody, welcome to the Stabcast. I'm Daniel here with Mindy. Hello, guys. How we doing? We're doing good. It's a nice weekend. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, here with another horror movie review. Poor Agnes. Yep, this is one that I just spontaneously watched last week, and we decided to put it on the show, and that's why I didn't do a TikTok about it. So. Hell yeah! So here we are. Uh. Do you have any news this week or Honestly everything's been really quiet. Okay. Um so no, I don't really have that many updated news, but the one thing I will say is that me and Daniel forgot to talk about it last week. Okay. Is when we went to the movies and we saw the black phone. Yeah. We forgot to mention one of the trailers that had the lion. Yeah. That movie looks really good. It's African safari kind of film. And it's kind of like if you took Jurassic Park from Cujo and made a love child. Mm -hmm. It was very, uh, there was a couple trailers. uh, But that one, like, That one stuck out to me the most. I remember that. I was sitting like, holy shit. Uh, Yeah, that that looks really good. What's it called? I believe it's going to be called uh, Prey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Or something like that. Or pre- I I want to say Predator, but it can't be Predator. No. So there's already a Predator out there. So That's I think it's big Prey. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Don't hold uh, me to it. Yeah, that looked really good. Uh, yeah, I don't have too many news options either. Uh, the stuff that's coming out, I mean, Black Phone finally came out. That was a big, big deal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I still... I still stand by the fact that it was very lackluster. If you're going to put starring Ethan Hawke, you need to make sure he's actually in it for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, you were disappointed. Well, yeah, it says Ethan Hawke's the black phone. He's literally in it for 20 minutes. Was it 20? At least 35. How long is the movie? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah, you should have been in there a lot longer. Thank you, Ethan. There was a lot of... The, the little girl was so funny. Oh, yeah, the whole Jesus, what, Jesus, the, fuck? what the fuck. Like, that was funny. But when you're going to say that you're starring an actor, like, they should have said introducing the boy. Yeah. And he's the kid's name, because that's what they did. Yeah. But whatever. So, poor Agnes. Yes, poor Agnes, starring Laura Burke. Will Conlon is Chris. Uh, Robert Notman is Mike. That's the main three. Yeah. Mindy. Everyone knows Mindy loves her indie films. Yeah. About maybe about 50% of my movie knowledge and library is indies. I would say. Maybe 60. I think that's fair. Um. So it's kind of like straight down the middle because I do realize that there are some indies that are horrible, like The Last of Actor. Yeah. Like, there are some ones that are just so god-awful you can't Terrible. even watch it. Yeah. But then you have little little gems, 
like poor Agnes here. <laughs> when a movie, I'm not going to give anything away right now yet, but when a movie gets me with a back-to-back takeout. Yeah. Within five minutes. Oh, back-to-back kill? Of the movie. Yes, Andrew. Killing people. Of the movie. You have my heart already. Yeah. And the fact, me and her were the same size, dude. She's five foot three, I'm five foot three. She's blonde, really? I'm blonde. Really? Yeah. Well, you're, yeah, you are blonde. I mean, I have red hair right now, because <laughs> my hair is dyed, but I actually have dirty blonde hair. You're so, nice like, dirty blonde. I, I kind, kind of sort of look like her a little bit, but not really. She's pretty hot, so. I didn't think she I was hot enough. She was cute. I think she should have been hotter for what she's doing, people. <laughs> I feel I, I didn't know I if I was she actually was very gonna... controlling, and that's how she got. Well, yeah, hot. that's what like made her hot or whatever. But like she, and for guys that are into that, but she, I, I thought she could have been cuter. But oh, yeah. also typecasting that she, it doesn't have to be a super hot chick; it can be other, any actress. I don't want to sound like a dickhead. But, yeah, but I, I don't know. She was like. Like she thought she was God. She said she even talked about her omnipotence. Um, Let's not get into um, that omnipotence. yet. Just yet. Okay. So, do you recommend it, it without spoiling it? Uh, yeah. I suppose so. Okay. Uh, See, I would recommend it to somebody that likes revenge movies. Yeah, but I mean, like hard candy. Yeah. And stuff like that. Then I'd be like, yeah, go check this out. She's got a little bit of a weak tummy and you don't really... No, no, it's not that brutal. I don't think a weak tummy. Yeah, I didn't think it was that brutal. No, it's not gruesome or anything like that. But I mean, it really was kind of torture porn as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. In a different way, though. More in the dialogue. It was more psychological. Yeah, it was a psychological movie. So, honestly, if you're okay with that, go ahead check yeah. it out, but if you're one of those people that just can't handle psychological movies, like Clockwork Orange and stuff like that, then this isn't going to be for you. Okay. So can I spoil it now? Yes, Daniel, you may not spoil it. Alright. Poor Agnes, it's a, it's a good movie in, I mean, I did enjoy it because I couldn't look away. Because it was so, there was so much crazy shit going on. And she, there were, I do have flaws with the film. Yeah. But I also, I do appreciate it for what it's trying to be. It did, like I told you in the car, it gave me kind of uh, American Psycho vibes with Christian Bale, but gender swapped a little bit. Because it's just like, just how they both thought they were the fucking shit. They're very cocky. Very cocky, but also very like meticulous too. Also, a little bit of that little boy from Better Watch Out, Luke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like, the fact that it's based solely on her and not, like, in a third... And she's even taught... She's breaking the fucking fourth wall in this thing. Yeah, she's giving... She's talking right to you. And yeah. Stuff. And I thought that was really quite cool that they yeah. did that. And also, I found out a lot more about the character because of that. Yeah. And I appreciated that because normally you would just get that stuff from watching the movie, not hearing it from the killer. Yeah. So that was really, really interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I will have to say that put you right in the killer's POV. Yeah. You know that I love that. No, it One of my very first slasher movies that I love to fuck 
fucking death, Daniel's gonna kill me. But it's back in 1950s, guys, and it's called Peeping Tom. Yeah. Everyone thinks that this horror genre, the flasher genre, started off with Halloween and Black Christmas. It didn't. Go watch Peeping Tom. There you go. Another one that went into, like, psychological and the killer's POV was one with Elijah Wood. He did the piece in the early 2000s. I cannot remember exactly the name. So if anyone listening to this happens to know it, hit us up and let us know. I'd be really grateful. Yeah. But I do know it starred Elijah Wood in, like, his 20s. And, like, he was, he was killing prostitutes while he was talking to himself. <laughs> I mean... That actually sounds interesting. I'd like to see that. Yeah, so it was actually really interesting, and I was like, really want to know what it is. So if you guys remember, hit us up, please. Facebook, TikTok, hit us up. Hit us up, dude. Hit us with the feedback. Sharon's on the Google right now. I see it. I'm looking up Elijah Wood movies. Okay. But for a psychological horror movie, it was good. The the fourth wall breaking, I didn't, like, need it, but it wasn't bad either. I mean, I, I it's weird in horror, though. It's not like Deadpool fucking talking to you after he kills some people. Well, it's not supposed to be comical. I know it's that's supposed, supposed to be comical. It's supposed to have you have an inner sight yeah. and see the monster that she is. I understand that. And her performance was good. Do you think it was Maniac, Mabel? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. a Maniac. Or Daniel isn't real. The hell I'm was not. Was from a while ago? Okay, Maniac was 2012. Maybe not Maniac. He was a serial killer. Yeah, a serial killer removes his victim's scalps and attaches them to the vintage mannequins yep. he restores in his late mother's shop. Fuck that. Actually, that sounds good. Yeah, we're probably going to end up doing that one day. Um, anyways, I would say... The one thing that really stood out to me is you're really used to girls going after girls if they're going to be psychotic or going after the elderly or going after children. This bitch was taking down grown-ass men. Yeah. Somewhat weak dudes, though, too. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mike was kind of sort of confident and like a bull. And she did him and whatnot. She did what she had to do, but that's the thing. She thought. But it was a meticulous process. Well, yeah, it was a process. She was fucking crazy. Yeah, she was. Agnes was fucking crazy. And the worst part of it all is that she really thought that she was a good person. Yeah, and that's yeah. the only thing. And like I said about the omnipotence, I said it pretty good there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like she thought she was a god, and there was something interesting to, to that factor for me. I thought it was interesting that uh, like... She was like a chick that killed people, and it was also uh, she thought she had followers. She thought Mike was like a follower, also, I guess, a boyfriend in some way. Their relationship was one of the weirdest parts of the movies, but one of the parts that I actually thought was pretty cool. I love it. was intriguing. It, it was, it was so intriguing. funny, especially when she's like, I hate your fucking face, and I want to shoot you so bad. And then she doesn't. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why is she? Why is she keeping him? Yeah, and he just—I mean, Mike turned into a simp. By Honestly, the I think the reason why she kept him, guys, is because of the fact that he gave up. 
He gave up hard body. He was like so fully he like really, he was done. And then she's like, "All right, well, I got what I wanted. I might as well keep him." That's my only thing, though. Like, I know she, like, really, like, had him, like, subbed up. But, like, the moment, like, when he choked her, I feel like he had a couple opportunities to just shoot her in the fucking ass. Yeah, and, uh, like, he could have killed her a couple like, of times. And, like, you can't tell me you can't overpower her and snap her. Or he went to the heart, when he went to the hardware store. Yeah. Yeah. And that girl noticed his arm. She should have said something. The goth chick that yeah. thought he was just in the BDSM. Yeah. Yeah. He should have said something to her. But he didn't, but that goes back to Stockholm Syndrome, and that's why she allowed him to have what little freedoms she did, and that's why when he was too comfortable, she would rip it away. Yeah. Because that's what those people do in those situations. Yeah. They let their prisoners get comfortable with them, and they pretend to get comfortable with their prisoners, and sometimes it backfires, and this it did backfire, Agnes started caring a little bit too much. Yeah. But she started off being cold, hard, menacing, and that's what you need to be when you're in that kind of situation. Yeah, she was no nonsense, and then she kind of turned into just like an emotional wreck throughout the movie. And some of the, like, her behavior was not great. It was not stellar. Like, she, like, it was a good play because I think... It showed her range, not only, but it also, like, her attempts at being funny, like making fun of uh, Chris at dinner after he was... Uh, Subdued. Uh, and well, he got hit with the rat poison. So he can barely fucking... He was, like, a paraplegic, and he's trying to say grace, and she's making fun of him, calling him, uh, you know, all sorts of names, and making fun of mentally disabled people. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it really showed, like, an immaturity in her, and, like... You know, the, this person, they think they're perfect, they can do no wrong, but they're really just a bad person. But also what I love, too, is that she went, especially with Mike, is that his name, Michael? Yes. She went from, like, being loving and adoring and whatnot to being menacing and evil. Yeah. She went and, and fucked Chris. She fucked Like, yeah. she... She fucked Michael, and then she fucked Chris, and then she told him about it, and then she got mad that he wasn't mad. Yeah. Right, but she's the one that went after Chris. Yeah. Exactly. The poor guy didn't really want anything to do with her. Yeah, and then she tried to stick a baseball bat up his ass. She's crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, she really does, I really do feel like this character could have been deviled in more with her backstory. Absolutely. I feel, because I feel like something really did happen to her. Yeah. And I feel like the whole police counseling thing that we got to see with her, we don't know if that was really her story. No. Or if that was someone else's story. She wasn't going by her own name. No, she was going to those grief counseling things to get ideas on how to torture people. Yeah, Yeah. and had her notebooks and everything else. So I don't think that story was true, but do I think she was fucked up in some way? Absolutely. She was a bad person. Something had to have happened to her. She was, I mean, she... Yeah, she's bad, but something had to have happened to her. No one is born that evil. Yeah, but all the context we're given in the movie is that she's evil. I mean, we don't know. I mean, but I got the far. essence of teen evil. Well, yeah, maybe Especially maybe she did. Snapping back and forth. Yeah, but at the end of the day, she thought that she was this overpowering like being that nobody could touch. Yeah, because the way that she put it in her words, the way that she put it was 
to let someone live and to let someone love is one thing, but then to be able to take away someone's life, that's something only God can do. Yeah. And being able to do that by myself, I am therefore becoming like God. Yeah. Just for one moment, even if it is just for one moment. And that's the words of the social. I am like God. Yeah. So she never actually calls herself God. She just says that she feels like him. Yeah, and she said she feels him, and she talked about her omnipotence. Oh, God. Daniel's really, really happy, guys, because he's going. Fucking say words properly. But, yeah, we're – she was great. She was a good actress. Uh, The actress did a phenomenal job of playing the character. I'm just saying the character was kind of an asshole. But I think she did a fine job. And I thought, you know, Michael was a huge simp by the end of this thing. I mean, he just like she really went, broke him. She broke the shit out of him. It was fun. I mean, you know, doing that to another human being's fucked up, obviously, and showing that in cinema can be very hard to to watch. But uh, I cringe. Yeah, there's a couple cringe parts, but and also the the writing was good enough. It, it wasn't bad, and. uh what did you think about the ending? Hated it. I hated it too. I didn't like the Me ending. Me too. I thought the ending was too rushed, honestly. I feel like it was something that they just picked stuff and glued together because it fit. Yeah. And they called it a day. I felt like they gave up on the story. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Well, well, That's kind of how I felt, though, but I feel like they ran out of money. I have a take on the ending. Go ahead, Dan. I think that the ending does the film a disservice, to be honest with you, because I think her getting caught kind of meant something, and that she wasn't like a god at all power. The fact that she got away and she had that plot armor and she just fucking stopped and puked and fucking knocked off two cops like it was nothing. Like, it's right. like, come on, now we're getting fucking unrealistic. It was kind of cool she was on the run, fucking Mike fucked up and fucked everything up, and she got caught. I thought that was a proper ending. I don't, I didn't think it needed to go any longer than that. And I liked the cop that was talking shit to me. He's like, I see a cold-blooded killer. That's all I see. Right. And it shows you how good of a detective they are. So it kind of teased that they were like good detectives, and then fucking she just knocked them off like it was yeah, nothing. Yeah, that was... And then she's like, I'm in the fucking distance. Like, I'm always watching. And now we're supposed to think, like, Michael's just going to live his life and she's going to be around. Like, come on, dude. That's some fucking bullshit. And it's been done so many fucking times. And so mm-hmm. that's a movie trope at this point. Like, oh, I'm out there. Like, oh, fuck you. And then, like, there should have been a different ending. Either... Right, because they made those detectives seem so on point and so good. Yeah. For them to fall for her puking in the back seat. And not just leaving it till they got to where they needed to go. It's inconsistent. Yeah. Especially when they told her, go ahead and start using sweetheart because we don't care. Yeah. And, but yet they, and they, the one cop did say that. He said, go ahead and do it. But yet then they stopped to clean it up. Yeah. It's like that, that just didn't make sense. That's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Writing. And, and I didn't like I didn't like that part, and I didn't like that you know Mike's just there at the hospital, and the guy that went out with him died. Right, and if he was in the hospital because he was not so cuckoo because of what happened to him, but he's still kind of involved in murders. Yeah. Why would they let him have such free reign to go outside and 
take a run and take a laugh. Yeah. You know that that just made no sense. It was a fucking way. Besides, instead though, I think it was my job that letting me do this. Yeah, but and the, the, he lost his life instead. It's fucking terrible. I'm just saying, even the guy knew there was a risk. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, because of the time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, I have the right to, to say what drugs go in my body so he didn't take his medicine. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't happen. Yeah, he was just a no. dick to you, and now you're going to let him go outside? Well, I know for a fact that after being in the medical field, your insurance is quite correct. And when someone does refuse their medication, especially if they're on an anti-psychotic med, they're not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah. So I... Yeah, it was... Mike kind of bothered me. I don't know. I didn't I didn't like his character all that much. He was a fucking pussy. Punch her in the face. <laughs> I mean, he did choke her. And then, like, it was funny when, uh, Chris, poor Chris, dude, when Chris got the shotgun, that actor, dude, he fucking worked a million bucks, dude, because he, at first, he was just a shy guy, and I liked it when he was on the phone. And he gets shot in the heart and still calls him a one. Yeah, that's true. He's a badass. But on the phone, when she's like, kind of like cowardice, he's like, I'm just, sh- I'm not a coward, I'm just shy. <laughs> I was like, you go, dude. But, uh. I really like the way that he turned the tables on them, though, especially with Michael because Chris he was tied up in the garage and he was like help me and Michael's like no I can't I can't yeah and he's like yes you can we're both like men we can overpower her and he's like no you have no idea well no he couldn't overpower shit he couldn't move and so but then the tables were flipped when the situation kind of happened and Chris could say, Michael, and Michael's like, wait a minute, I'm your buddy. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you friend. fucking injected I've me with rat poison. I've, I've been bathing you. I've been taking care of you. I've been feeding you. And he's like, you injected me with rat poison. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. So was that was very psychological. And that was also kind of interesting because that showed that he was learning from her. Yeah, he was definitely learning. But uh, it was, yeah, it was fucked up. And he met him going to the store and the goth chick, that, that was funny. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I just didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy Michael. I thought Chris was actually better. And the look in his eyes when he had that shotgun at him, when he was like, dude, I'm your buddy. I mean, like, he was like, nah, dude. Like, I'm going to fucking kill you. He's like, yeah. you're not a human being. I gave you a choice. Be yeah. a good person. And you decided not to be. Yeah. And then uh, poor Chris, dude. She just fucked his day up. She fucks everybody's day up, man. Yeah. Like, she's a scrapper. Mm-hmm. She really is. And you talk about little little girls and being scrappers and being spider monkeys and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I'm glad they didn't really show much of the action. Yeah. They didn't get gory with the ass. Which I'm okay with. I am all right with that because I do feel like there is a part where it can be too much. Right. It could be. And I think that if it would have involved that more, it would have been too much. It would have crossed that line. Yeah. To where, all right, well, you're a macabre dark piece, but you just skipped over that line of being a screwed up piece. Yeah. No, it's fucked up. I mean, Agnes, uh, she she's definitely not a conventional person. 
But I, I think that's kind of that's kind of what makes the movie though. It's around her being a sociopath, and it kind of shows the life of one. And yeah. I thought it did that well. And uh, her relationship with Mike was fun. Like when she's like, you "Put your head on the fucking uh, tree stump. I'm gonna chop it." Yeah, and the fact that he put his head down. I was like, "Damn, bro." Well, that's why she said it, though, guys, because she wanted to see if she got him broken enough to actually follow through. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was doing that the whole time, but he fucking did it, and I was like, "Damn, bro." But she couldn't do it. She also she did go to swing the axe. She's like, "Ah, fuck, I can't." Because he was too subduing to her. Yeah. And she didn't like that. She wanted him to fight back and be a man. Yeah. She said it a few times. She wanted him to take advantage of what he wanted and fight. Yeah, so she could and justify killing him. Exactly. And he won it. And that yeah. pissed her off. That's the only other writing issue I have because she was doing that with uh, Chris, too. In his hotel. She was like, what porn do you jerk off to? And, uh, like, trying to just make him admit to being weird and, like, a dickhead and, like, like, like what he was going to do. Like, are you going to choke me? Yeah. yeah, because that's her excuse then to fuck them up because yeah. they're bad people but in her eyes. Looks for it, but that's the only thing that bothered me is that she hurt Chris anyway, even yeah. though he was a good guy. And he right. was like, I'm not into that shit. And he was still, like, being nice and respectful. And, and she still did it. Yeah. That's the only issue I have because if they should have shown at least Chris showing that he was a bit of a dickhead or a piece, right? Because the fact that he was just a good wholesome guy and she just did it anyway, it kind of took away her motivation, right? And it just kind of like, oh, yeah, she's it just took crazy. Away her justification. Yeah, it's like oh, she's just a crazy chick. Not. Yeah. Yeah, she's just crazy fucking. Because her whole thing that's like, oh, I'm a good person. That's why I only hurt bad people. And I know the movie's trying to like push that and also say, but she's not. She's actually crazy. But I, I just, I thought that was a little inconsistent. Yeah, but it also does prove, though, how somebody can be driven to madness. Because she wasn't born this way. Yeah. And she didn't start off this way in a malicious way. Yeah. The way she started off was by her friend begging her to help him. And she helped him take his own life. And she got such a euphoric state. Over being able to take when did away. that happen in the movie? I don't remember seeing that. It was talked about in the barn. Oh, okay. When she was hanging up the news. Oh, okay. It was talked about. Yeah. She was such a euphoric state that she realized how much she really did love Kelly. So she didn't kill before that? No. Because I didn't get that. I okay. All I remember her she saying. All I remember her saying was that she hung him. They were kids. Okay. When she did it. They were teenagers. Oh, and then she just started killing after yeah, that. Yeah, and then she just started taking off after that because she loved the feeling so much. Yeah. I remember but the before dialogue. before that, it really was, she really was a good person. So it really did show how someone can be very corrupted by their environment and yeah. by people around their environment and in their environment. Yeah. And she was fucking corrupted as shit. Oh, yeah. Her world views were very, very screwed up. Yeah. But the... the And she she talked about having followers and stuff, too, but the only follower she had was Michael, really. Yeah, that I didn't really get that. Yeah. Because she didn't say, like, potential followers. She said it as if she already had them, and no yeah. one really knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So I find that... That was, like, her whole thing is that no one knew who she believe. was. But... 
if you go back and you watch a lot of kidnapping movies, that's how people get their victims to stay put. It's by yeah. telling them that they have a network of people and that they're a group, an association, and then they'll take them out if they have to. Yeah. So that is something that does happen. That is a mind tactic. That is a trick. Right. To speak, that people have done. No, I agree. I uh, I thought she she was the best actor in the movie for sure. Absolutely. She kind of drove the film. Yeah. Her and Chris. Her and Chris drove the film. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Chris Michael was funny. Michael was too much of a pussy. Michael was a huge fucking pussy. Chris was elite. He was just a good guy trying to fucking get along. And then she, I mean, at his work, it was funny. I feel the poor bastard when she's like, come on, come fuck me. And he's like, I only have a half hour for lunch. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Chris, you hardworking bastard. But, uh, you tell her. And, and then she was, I mean, but she gave him the ultimatum. She's like, you want to have the best sex of your life or go work? And Chris like, all right, I'll be right over. <laughs> uh, not, not his best guy, move. Yeah. No, he's not smart. I mean, look what happened to him. He got fucking injected with rat poison, dude. And when Mike was bathing him, he got hard. You remember that? He's like, you're paraplegic, <laughs> right? Why the fuck is your dick hurt? That was a funny line. That, that was that bad. Was I was in tears. I thought it was super funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was like the one like humorous part. But besides that, I mean, she would try to be funny, but she was just so psycho that it just came across as menacing. It's like she's she's a good villain. I mean, and it's a good movie, like, based on a villain, so. I did, too. I thought it was really good. Did you? I really did. I honestly wouldn't have recommended it to you if I didn't think it was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you've recommended me some cheeks before. <laughs> I said if I didn't think it was good. I know. Uh, what would you rate this? One out of ten... Uh, Crazy chicks. Uh, I'd give it 7.5. 7.5. Yep. I'm going to upgrade. I said 6.5 yesterday. I'm going to change it to a 7. Because, okay. well, when you can't look away from a movie, you got to give it props. Sure. And there was times where I was like, you know, this is actually very interesting. I'm not bored. I think this is really entertaining. I'd agree with that. So even though the, I like I did say I had flaws, like that kind of does like that's like a main factor is when you're watching something and you're like I can't look can't away. Yeah, I don't want to go on my phone. I just want to see what's good. Like this is so interesting to me. So I I gotta give a props for that, and it's at least a seven. Uh, I thought it was good in that sense. There was things I didn't like, but there was things that uh, like what it was trying to do, it did well. The ending was botched, but the first all the good writing went in the first couple hours, but it was still good. That that the first half was very strong. It might have ended with a whimper, but it started and kind of kept it back. Yeah, for a while, like it didn't get bad till that last ten minutes when they tried to wrap it all up in like a shitty bow. But before that, it was really good flick. And Sharon, if you had to rate this film, what would you give it? I would give it a seven. Because I did find it interesting, and it was very intriguing to me. Um, but 
I agree with Daniel. It when they were trying to wrap it up, it just it didn't work. Yeah. That's it. to me. That's the only real issue with it is that the ending. Just, I yeah. just did not like the ending. Yeah, I I think that it's a little because the quotes were amazing. It showed that there can be really good writing. It, it kind of feels kind of half-ass and lazy to be like, oh, she's out there. Like just to, like that feels like a lazy ending. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was. It's like they didn't know what else to do. So I thought when he looked behind, she was going to be like behind him with like a shotgun. That would have been a cool ending. I'm right. cool with her taking out the cops and all that unrealistic. As long as like if she's behind him and she's like, "Yo, Mike, you fucked me over," like shoots him or something. Mm-hmm. That would have been badass. But just like, oh, she's lurking in the shadows. Like, come on. Yeah, I didn't. That that's my only. I problem. didn't feel that. I agree. But the rest of it was very solid. Very solid movie. Uh, you want to announce what we're doing next week? I thought you got it. Yeah, but I told you what it was. Go ahead. Last Night in Soho. Uh, we watched this in the theaters not too long ago. Uh, well, a few months ago now. While, like October. So, yep. yeah, a while ago. It's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you and Sharon watched it recently, and I want to watch it again now that it's on streaming. Matt Smith did a hell of a performance, so I'm excited to see it, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. A really deep dive. And I I think we should talk about uh, kind of old-time London, too, and the scene. And, mm-hmm. uh, that'd be cool, because it's interesting how romanticized it is, and then it's it kind of explores Hollywood that. Hollywood in the 50s. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's not all it's cracked up to be. And the movie shows it. I like shit like that. Absolutely. So, uh, you want to call it or? All right, guys. Who do who? Make yeah. sure you check out check out our TikTok and our Facebook. Yes. And we will see y'all next week. Check us out. Check out the scripted everything network. And uh, yeah, who do who? Toodles. Toodles. In the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my.